Hello, everybody. Welcome to Repeater. Uh, it is a beautiful morning of construction as we record this episode. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And uh, with us today is uh, Lauren Denizio of the band Warriors. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And good morning. Yeah. Good morning. morning. Yeah. This is lovely. I don't think we've ever done a morning recording. No, but it's a good change. Yeah. I'm like just awake enough. <laughs> me too. That's how I feel most days. Yeah. If you're approaching me, I'm usually just awake enough to <laughs> I be talking. I downed two large cups of coffee this morning, and it is not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're here, um, and we're in for a good time. To get us started, let's uh, talk about something we've been listening to lately. Pat? Sure. Um, I have been listening to a band called Rat Boys. Okay. And I can't stop listening to them. It's against the law for me to stop listening to them. Um, they are very, very, very good. I like them a lot. Uh, great name. But also, the song that really hit me hard is called Crying About Planets. Um, mm -hmm. It has like a nice kind of, I don't know, it's got a slow build and kind of these beautiful vocals that just sort of crescendo into this like loud pummeling guitar and like noise and it's my favorite and i love it yeah and you should all just go out and listen to everything rap boys have done because <laughs> that's what i did and it it made me a better person i would say that's cool how did you discover rap boys uh i started following this website called the alternative mm -hmm. and they have a recommendation section and i think the article that i read was titled rat boys are such a fucking good band <laughs> and i would agree with that okay well there you go that's how you find good music i so i finally got to see them recently i had heard about them for a long time oh awesome yeah they're awesome oh, cool good wreck um i've been listening to the latest caroline rose album and this song i really like it called more of the same it's the opener actually on it it's really great she is awesome i think she's from new york and she has just a great rock and kind of a little bit of a i don't know i don't want to like put anybody in a hole or anything but like little throwback i think like 60s vibe to some of her songwriting and stuff and she's really really great i saw her solo maybe last year last january last march and i'd never heard of her before and she just put out a new album and it's really really good it's called Loner is the name of the album, and she she rocks. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've been um, I've been listening to or I've been getting it really into Manchester Orchestra. Oh, nice. Um, which I've uh, it just occurred to me that they're one of those bands that I slept on for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, I listened to their most recent record a lot, um, Black Mile to the Surface, I think it's called, and. Um, it's so amazing. It's so great. Yeah. I, I am totally in love with it. And so now I've got like gone down the rabbit hole of listening to um, just their other stuff. And then I, I think the singer was also in this band, Bad Books, with Kevin Devine, who I recently played a show with. Played a show with. And so it just, it, I feel like my world sort of um, like folded in on like needing to hear Manchester Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been, yeah, I've been really, really into them. And they just, um, they're just like an epic band. Yeah, they yeah. just make huge music. And yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. I saw them once in Arizona, and uh, I don't know what album they were touring, but during one of the songs, pyrotechnics happened. Like there was this massive fire on stage, <laughs> and I was like, "That is so cool!" <laughs> yeah. And then the song ended, and he turned around and looked at the fire, and was like, turned back to the crowd, and goes guys, wasn't that really cool when our amp caught on fire? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and it was like a seven-minute song, and they were just like, we're just going to play through this amp that's exploding. <laughs> Whoa. And Frankie Muniz wow. was sitting next to me. Oh. So there, it was a day. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely a band I've slept on, for sure. I mean, over the years, I think I've checked in every once in a while, but never mm -hmm. gotten into them. And I don't know why. No, I think um, uh, it was... They were recommended to me, and I think I probably, I lucked out in listening to their latest record on headphones, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just really immersive, and his voice is really beautiful, and it starts off really quiet. I don't know. It's just, it was like everything, I was like, of course I would love this band. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's it's just, it's, it's um, yeah, it's not like a, it's not 
super poppy, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's like, it gets stuck in your head. Songs yeah. get stuck in your head. Cool. Uh, so yeah, speaking of songs, that's what we're here to do today is talk about one. And uh, what song do you want to talk about? Uh, I picked uh, Paramore, Still Into You. Great. Let's yeah. listen to a clip right now. Oh, yeah. It's been stuck in my head it, for a week. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> really it's Once it starts, sure. it just doesn't stop. Yeah. I uh, I was telling Pat before this, I had no idea this song went platinum. <laughs> but I get it. I but get of it course now. it did. Yeah. Of course it did. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you get a chance, watch the music video because it looks like so much fun. It was, they just had a good time yeah. and made a video. Yeah. It was... It, uh, yeah, it's a real, like, house party of a video almost. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, balloons and confetti and stuff. It's yes. Just, yeah. A boat, like, that they're, well, yeah, like, in growing. a room. Yeah. Like, yeah. And what every, every, purely what every young person wants, which is BMX bikes inside of a house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a shirt that says dweeb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. You gotta have a dweeb shirt. It was very Paramore. <laughs> yeah. So Paramore. Uh, but that's the track. And now mm-hmm. we're gonna try to take a stab at maybe why you chose this song. Yes, and my, as usual, 100% correct guess <laughs> is that I think, uh, okay, so you were listening to this album in your apartment, and specifically you were sitting in your kitchen, and um, you're, I think, let me think, how do I want, you're, some of you are into (laughs) came back from the grocery store and was carrying had just gone out and bought a bottle of soap a bottle of soap and some (laughs) and some bread and some bread this for a while (laughs) and some bread and it was just like a a nothing moment but then this song came on and you're like yeah even in this moment i'm still into you Bottle of soap. Yeah. <laughs> a loaf of bread. That's how the little yeah. song goes. Cool. Um, my guess is that by the time this album came out for Paramore, you were someone who would like listen to them and kind of keep up generally speaking, but we're not expecting to have a song by them matter. And as you made your way through the album, this was like, that kind of pop gem that was in there that you begrudgingly really like took to um, in a way where like the lyrics just happened to apply that amount that you needed at that time or something for you to be like, yeah, okay, you st- you got me back, Paramore, or like you still got me kind of thing. It, that, that's my guess. That's uh, really pretty close, actually. Okay. Well, <laughs> well. Um, okay, so now is my, is it mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, um, I feel like I had never, I was never a gigantic Paramore fan. You know, like I'd li- like people would put them on the car and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Um, but um, I think because um, of the way in which I played music and were in bands, I kind of like didn't take a lot of time to listen to bands that were like on warp tour and like yeah, super yeah. like super poppy pop, um like pop punk and metal yeah. bands i just didn't really listen to a lot of them and then i mean i liked paramore but then this song uh like came up or i heard it or something and out and it was just like really <laughs> was like, wait excuse me like what who what band is this um, and it, yeah, it was definitely a little begrudgingly like, fine, like I will, I have to love this. I have to love this. And it, um, it, I think it's a really great poppy love song, um, that, um, she just kills it yeah. singing, singing it. Like her yeah. voice is just amazing. Like you can't, and it's, it just gets stuck in your head and you can't not like it. And, and I think that, yeah, it was at a, it was at a point like, after I had stopped thinking about Paramore, and then yeah. it just it, I I think I'm definitely like way more of a fan now than I, you know, ever was as a as a kid or like yeah. you know, when they when they first started or when they first got big. Right, right, yeah. And I, I was reading a couple of things about this album being a bit of like a I don't know 
rebirth maybe a strong word for this album but like for them it was a bit of like a reintroduction because uh, I think that had lineup changes and oh yeah Pat and I were talking about this it probably was a little bit more of like on their move towards their current sound mm-hmm. and so yeah I mean it is it, it's it was like a reminder album like hey we're still here we're still doing stuff yeah you and know? they're amazing <laughs> and, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well yeah because I hadn't listened to Paramore honestly between Riot and Fake Happy is that the name of the new one or after laughter after, after laughter, laughter right yeah. yeah uh and i hadn't listened to them in that time mm-hmm. and so after laughter seems like such a shift in sound and like oh yeah but in listening to the in between albums it's yeah it they have slowly been working towards this more dancey poppy mm-hmm. sound and it's great oh yeah yeah i mean that's i think it's just nice to listen to the like arc of their yeah. albums. It's really it's really cool. And I think that like Still Into You is definitely the one song that I'm I keep being like, oh like that's classic Paramore. Or mm. like that's what I like about them. So Yeah, and I really I enjoy the lyrics of this song because like it's a love song, but it's about a very specific kind of love of just like I mean that's why I went off on that very detailed tangent that I didn't intend to be that detailed, but those moments of just, yeah, yeah, this is a weird moment, but like I'm feeling those butterflies and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, um, have like if you're in a relationship for a long time yeah, and, um, you don't usually hear songs about like someone you've been with for a really long time, you know? So yeah, we were talking with a guest about that on a recent uh, live episode and it is, it's a rare form of love song is the kind of like hey we've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. and i still love you you don't yeah i don't it, you don't hear that many of them and it is it's like an interesting genre almost of of love song yeah 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 and especially this one which really touches on it's not just like hey a reminder i still we still love each other. We still carry like, you're the best partner I've ever had in my life. This is more like, I still have those feelings from early on relationship, even in the midst of the relationship, which, which is an even more, or like even less frequently communicated thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And, uh, I'm like, that seems like such a cool moment to be in, in a relationship is to be reminded of that thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm into that. Like, that idea of like no matter where you are in a relationship like every day you're choosing that person mm, like yeah. that every day is kind of like a, a like yep like this still yeah still here or like this is um intentional you know yeah um or like being able to think about that like in a, in a good way you yeah, know right. yeah um and uh yeah so maybe that this song is kind of like leaning towards that you yeah know? for sure yeah and it has that wonderful that riff in there. It's just so much fun. It's so they made the bass line the lead guitar riff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, they've certainly uh, figured out how to write catchy ass songs over the years. Yeah, um, but the, the with with the kind of wonderful theatrics, I think that especially like Haley's voice can bring to stuff. It's amazing. It's cool. it, I can't. I. I just, uh, you know, consistently can't get over how amazing her voice is. And, um, yeah, I think the way they, the way they make the bass line, the lead guitar line. And then, um, I, I really like it when, um, lead guitar parts, um, subtly mimic the vocal line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the way that that makes it get stuck in your head. Like I really, I really like taking apart songs like this, but, um, but I think that, yeah, there's just, like, so many little bits of this song that are just, like, of course it's going to get stuck in your head yeah. or, like, of course it's going to go platinum because it's, yeah. like, the claps are at the right point. It's just, like... <laughs> the claps are so good. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> I normally, like, I don't know. Normally, for me, claps are just, like, a little too much. Yeah. But in this song, it's it's perfect. No, I, well, I think it's a really well... It's a really well-constructed song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... But yeah, but that's, I guess that's the thing. It's like, it's uh, a lot of people can write like super sugary, poppy, pop punk songs, like plenty of people can do that, but it's like to put together something that's like really beautiful and, um, but then also really 
catchy in a very like classic way. Yeah. Um, and, and have all those little bits in there, you know, like it's not just like three chords and a good melody. Like it's really, it's really well thought out. I don't know. Yeah, I really appreciate this song. <laughs> well, what, um, so we actually don't get to have a ton of musicians on the show, um, you know, like talking about songs. Mm-hmm. So what, like, what do you look for when you think something's a great composition or I guess in this case of, of a pop song, you mm-hmm. know, um, are there things that you kind of, are there things you look for or is it, you know it when you hear it sort of, I mean, I think I just know it when I hear it or it's just, it's, I think it definitely came first that I just really liked this song. Mm -hmm. And then when I, you know, ended up listening to it 80,000 times, it's like, that's, (laughs) that's when I was like, oh, and then there's this thing and, you know, it repeats here in a weird way or, you know, like you, you hear those little things that like you didn't necessarily think about on first glance. And that's the thing. It's like, that's, I think why I appreciate it is that it's not, um, like it's not hitting you over the head with it, you know, or it's just like, um, uh, you don't, yeah, you don't even think about a lot of the little things that are kind of hidden in it. Um, but yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's just, a, I think all, all really good pop songs are like that and they get stuck in your head because they repeat in weird ways that you don't even notice. Like it's yeah. like subliminal messaging. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Any song that you can kind of tease out stuff on more and more listens, I think it becomes, you get endeared to it, I think, because you can, you have this, like the relationship of discovering more and more in the song, which mm-hmm. is really really fun, um, and it is it's a, like an evolving listening experience, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what makes this kind of song a good or album a good headphone album. Yeah, so you can like sit there and like press them against your ears and go, well, what else is there's something else there, and I'm not quite sure what. Yeah, but I think when I got the whatever year I finally bought Michael Jackson's off the wall on like a CD, Mm -hmm. it was like a bonus disc. And so it came with some demo tracks at the end. And one of them I think is a demo from Michael of don't stop till you get enough. And it's, it's like Michael and one of his sisters and one of his brothers and their, their job in this demo is they're playing Coke bottles and it's just the top of that song, which is kind of this like glittery little intro. And it's a thing that, not from that recording, but basically that sound, that little bit of the song made it through to the final recording is basically this like little tinkling at the top of the the, the song. And it's it's a thing you're wondering, oh, um, on the the final recording, what about the beginning of the song is so awesome. Like there's, there's so much going on and you like tease it out and tease it out. And then you learn, it's like, well, it came from them just needing a little bit of background noise for the top of this demo, you know, and, and this little tiny nugget of an idea Mm -hmm. that survives all the way to this huge, you know, Quincy Jones production version of it. Yeah. Which is very cool. No. And I I love stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think the more you can kind of get into those types of songs, uh, the more the more you come to to love them. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to back up and ask because you were you were saying that maybe Paramore was maybe like not a band you paid a ton of attention to or like that genre, the Warped yeah, Tour genre. No. Right. <laughs> not so at what all. is it? Um, no way. Pat and I were talking a little about this on the way here about like maybe attitudes towards certain music or bands or things like that. Yeah. Um, but what is it for you to have been a musician for a long time? Like, what is it to really then leap to love love a band or love a song or an album or something on something maybe you don't listen to on a regular basis or it feels outside of your normal orbit? Um, well, I mean, I think that that... I think I do a lot more of that now. Um, whereas, um, you know, when I was first starting to play in bands or like when I was first like listening to punk or whatever, like whatever kind of music I was getting into is all like, even the the folk music that I listened to is very much like independent artists. Um, and, um, you know, playing in basements and, um, being, um, very adamant about it, like not being for the money and like, you know, not, being for like fame and attention. And so, um, you know, if I, although, you know, 
at the same time, then looking back, it's like, well, I listened to Rancid and NoFX. I don't know what I, like, I don't know what I thought the difference was, you know, but, or, yeah. or it's just like they were on labels and stuff, but they, I don't know, like, who knows what goes through your 18 year old yeah. head. I don't, you know, but, um, you know, I, I think that I, I cared a lot more about those things rather than I, just wanted to listen to good music. Like now yeah. I just, I just want to listen to songs I like. And, um, you know, it doesn't, I mean, I feel like this is a long conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, um, I, I care about obviously like who artists are as people, but I'm, I'm less concerned with the scene you're a part of. Yeah. Than I am with like if I if I just like the genre and the band and the music, mm. you know. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's like I end up I end up listening to stuff like Manchester Orchestra yeah. now that I like never I probably didn't listen to them because I was just like oh it's like too indie or something and I just I don't know why I was biased against um, certain bands like yeah. that or just like I just didn't give it the time of day and then when people were like you have to listen to this and then it's like oh you have you have to listen to a new paramore paramore record yeah it's like oh yeah i'm gonna do that because it's um you know what other people i know are psyched about yeah um yeah. And, and not about like who's on warp tour or not right yeah and i think like when i was younger a lot of that stuff was i mean i probably would have hated my teenage self because i was so like stuck up when it came to music because it was like a way of kind of, uh, I mean, I was a suburban kid and like, mm-hmm. it was a way to like establish identity and just be like, no, I don't listen to that. Cause it's on the radio. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like top know. 40. And I'm like, oh. yeah, but like at the end of the day, it's also like, if they're on the radio, like they're probably getting paid and that's good. And we want to encourage these things. And yeah, well, and I, and I, th- and I think that, um, you know, even now there's a big difference between, um, you know, being, being a band or an artist that is really popular and is, I I don't know, just like a, a really talented musician, you know, or, or, you know, a, a wonderful songwriter, great performer and somebody that kind of writes songs about nothing and just get like, gets mm-hmm. weird pop hits and is really into the money and the stardom. Like you, I feel like you can tell that. Absolutely. And so I'm more, I'm yeah. It's like, those are the things I'm, I'm it's like, I'm still not into that, but I'm not going to hate a song that's, you know, on the top 40 radio hits just because it's that popular. Yeah. So I definitely remember having moments in like middle school, just being like, oh, TRL doesn't have any punk songs on it. <laughs> Whatever. Rock and roll is like my thing. It's like yeah. niche. I'm like, that's a weird barometer to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, just, yeah, I, yeah. Try to, I try to not be as um, judgmental about it. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's a thing that just talking to so many people about music and from my own experience that there is a loosening up of those weird, strict ideologies you have when you're whatever age, you know, usually, you're, usually your teens about, yeah, like the importance you put on certain things within music. And there's more acceptance of just liking songs, like what you're talking about mm-hmm. and liking certain artists or whatever. And it, and the way part of it is almost like a kindness to yourself of why deny yourself something that you like when you, only thing in your way is kind of like your own negative attitude yeah, about no, it. Completely. You know? Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. I was even talking to Pat about Paramore specifically, which I loved their first album. Mm-hmm. And I was very into pop punk at that time. And I would say by the time their second album came out, I'd like faded a little bit on pop punk, but was still into certain bands. And I just remember really not enjoying it or not like... I was not sold at all when their second album came out. And I had a couple friends that really were still. And there's a part of me that thinks I'm like, what was the real difference between their first and second albums? Like, I don't know if there was a huge, yeah, it's like looking back. I was like, wait, that's, that's what I'm like, saying. Like looking back, I, but I at the time thought yeah. I was like, Oh, this album's so different. It's like, a di- uh, you know, I don't think I would have even used the language of like, they sold out or anything at that time. It just, it was like, Oh, this just feels bigger and less intimate. I think is how I felt about mm-hmm. it. But 
but now listening back to both those albums, I could probably, you know, hardly distinguish between the two, especially given their whole catalog. Now. Yeah. 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 You know, no, totally. And I mean, I, um, I think about that a lot when I think of, um, when folks say like, Oh, like that punk band, like that, their latest record is like really, uh, it's like overproduced or it's like, like way more produced than their last one was, which I don't know what that means, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like, oh, they took their time on this one, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, it's like, I'm totally one of those people that like, um, like with against me records, I really love white crosses. I love how that record sounds mm-hmm. yeah. and like, um, or like how, how like new wave and, and white crosses sounds and, like from the get-go, like from the time they came out, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, a certain crowd of people were like, that sounds bigger. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but it sounds awesome. What's the problem? Yeah, it's like, what's the, yeah, like, what's the issue here? Like, the songs are great. They yeah. sound amazing. There's what's your like problem? There's yeah. a, a subset of Mountain Goats fans that are kind of the same oh, way yeah. with like, if it wasn't recorded on a boombox, I don't want it. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, you're missing out on some of the greatest songs he's ever written. Yeah, it's like uh, I've been listening to this song, um, "The Mess Inside," the yeah. Mongo song, "Mess Inside," and I think that's one of those songs that they was like recorded on a cassette deck or something. Yeah. And but if that was, it wouldn't necessarily be better if it was recorded like in the studio with like yeah. really clear microphones and stuff. But but I would still love it because it's a great song. Yeah. So so yeah, it's like I, it's like at the end of that. That's I guess that's the thing. At the end of the day, you could. Have a, have a wonderful song that's recorded in, a, in an amazing studio with the best gear. Mm-hmm. But if you can't record it on a cassette deck and still have it sound like a good song, then maybe you have a problem. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I, th- I think the best songs you can go either way on, and it's yeah. fine. Like, Out of My Voices, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's usually the mark of anything good is, like, can it be translated or can the production be totally different? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, um... So going off of that, I wanted to ask what it's like for you to go from a song that you've performed for a record and then what it's like to take that and then perform it solo. I mean, it's it's just it's fun for me because I I write all of the songs by myself, Mm -hmm. um, usually pretty much start to finish. Um, So I always have that version in my head of like kind of what it sounds without everyone. And Um, if anything, it's like, I hope they, you always just have to hope that they still hold up because everyone, everyone else only had the full band version before. Like if they've heard your music before, they've only ever heard that. Um, so, so I like being able to kind of rearrange them and kind of play them a little differently and, um, play around with them. And I don't know, it's just like, I, I just like. Just like playing them so if i can find a way to do that more yeah. often then like sure um but yeah it's it's fun but it's it's obviously like it's a little nerve-wracking because sure. you hope it is like yeah. a good translation but yeah yeah i think that's one of the things that always has stuck out with me about punk over the years in general um and it's you know various offshoots is a lot of the best stuff um you could just put one person on stage and have them do it in a way that it doesn't decrease anything. And I think there's like swaths of pop music or other genres. And there are plenty of other genres where this is also possible. It's kind of a thing. I grew up listening to a lot of country music because of my dad that I immediately saw a connection between. And like, you can take the band out of a country song and it's basically the exact same song. There's, there's really, you're not losing anything in them for the most part. And, uh, punk always felt like this. Um, I don't know, this later evolution of kind of the same thing. You know, a yeah. simple, a, like a, a stripped down, simple um, kind, kind of music, you know, it didn't take a lot of, uh, you know, musical knowledge to necessarily get it. Yeah. 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 It's like you can, you can end up playing, like you can strip down a lot of those songs, like a lot of your favorite, like punk related bands yeah. that you don't, you don't necessarily need the whole band to, to play them and like get the general just yeah. of it. Well, and one of the beautiful things too is, things in that you know world and genre like maybe for people outside of the genre especially who aren't familiar with it it's like a lot of punk maybe sounds angry to some people or Mm -hmm. can sound um aggressive or loud and i think one of the beautiful things about being able to 
strip those songs down is understand that they don't need to be loud. They don't need to be aggressive. Yeah. You know, they don't need any of that. Um, yeah. The, the good ones really are just like, they're just a great tune, a great song. No, totally. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah, even without the emotion or the yelling or the whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a funny, it's, it's, it's funny having listened to the genre for a while and thinking that like that's still people's primary association is like a pit or something, like <laughs> yeah. a, a really angry thing. Um, and, and knowing I'm like, that's not how I think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, a couple years ago, we went to suburbia for Chumps last show. Oh yeah, I was at one of those. That was and cool. uh, I went with my then new girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and um my then girlfriend at the my time. then girlfriend <laughs> at the time uh but she had never really been to a show like that and it was like a cool experience for her to be like how do you know all of these people and i was like i do not <laughs> I was like, I oh do yeah not. it's like you she thought that you guys were at a house party but it wasn't a house party no. like it, i mean it looked like it was but it wasn't right but then also like she was just like everybody here is so nice and like welcoming and i was like yeah but that's what that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jeff went up and played and it got insane. But it was still like, everybody's here to have fun. Yeah. Nobody's like getting hurt. And like, if you fall, you get picked back up. And mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. it's something about how pure, if I can be poetic, <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. pure, but like in simple and just like, we just want to play these songs mm-hmm. for our friends. And if I don't know you, you're probably, st- if you know that person, you're probably going to be my friend too. Yeah. And that's really exciting. No. And like that, um, you know, that sort of a thing with that general scene and with um, Jeff Rosenstock, yeah. especially like, you know, he, full band, he's amazing. Just him is also totally bananas. Like it's just <laughs> great. It's just great. And, um, you know, uh, it's like, that's, I feel like that's maybe a really good example of what you were talking about. Like you can totally strip it down and people yeah. are still just as emphatic about it. Um, and, um, you know, even just meeting people um, who like may have heard of us through like him slash side one dummy and like, um, you know, thinking that like, Oh, well, if you're, if you all are friends, then like we all are friends, you know, and, and um that I think that that's a really good like place to be in a scene, you know, yeah. or it's just like when, when you can kind of trust those associations. Yeah. You know, it feels like a s- similar evolution of even just that critical voice from the days, like when I was a teenager of not liking certain music mm-hmm. to just the way the shows felt. And there were bigger shows than what we're talking about now and that kind of stuff. But it used to feel more competitive or it used to feel yeah. more like, dodgy and now it feels more like hey we're all just trying to enjoy something together and it it that parallels to me like how i listen to the music not and just and going to the shows you know sure yeah or it's like you know when when you're at the last chumped show it's like oh you like that band i like that band like we're like and then when you see people around the neighborhood and stuff it's like oh yeah like we're all i think we went to go see pup almost just a couple months after that is that was, right no it was the next weekend it was the next weekend <laughs> and it was like half the same people yeah yeah and it was so cool to see um yeah. because i think that was that was certainly my initiation into kind of that scene in new york was going to those two shows back to back and it was it left like a really awesome impression on me oh that's great yeah yeah i'm i miss that so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that feeling. Yeah. Well, cuz you're down in Philadelphia. Yeah, I live in Philly now. Cool. Philly's super cool right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and actually I mean, like the, you know, the scene in Philly is great. I I've loved playing shows there recently where it feels um kind of yeah, like it used to in Brooklyn. Um mm-hmm. like not yeah. not to be like, oh, like, you know, things were better whenever, but like it it's a really it's a really great vibe there and I I always feel like you know, there's always a ton of friends and um People are all there rooting for each other and yeah. helping each other out. And yeah, it's really, it's really rad. I'm, I'm very excited by it. Yeah. But I think you're kind of right about Brooklyn though. Cause like there were the days where there were more DIY venues and they're getting shut down left and right. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. No, it really, it really is. And, and I, you know, RIP Silent Barn. 
Like, yeah. I just, um, uh, you know, just to name one. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's been changing. It's always changing. New York That's is right. always changing. Um, and I think, you know, as I get older, like, you know, my friends like move away and, or aren't in bands anymore, or just like are doing different things. And, and so it just like your scene just changes. And, and, and I think a, a lot of it is just like a natural evolution of things, but, um, but it, but it is something that it's just very hard to have, um, DIY all ages shows in Brooklyn. And, yeah. um, and this, it's really unfortunate, but I, but I like the fact that people are like really trying hard to make a concerted effort to, um, preserve a lot of that and like keep that vibe going as much as possible. Yeah, that's really great. What if uh, if you could shout out a couple of bands from Philadelphia for people to check out? Would you Ooh. have a couple that you could choose? <laughs> sure. Oh, I feel like I want to. It's like I want to pick. Um, I don't know. Um, there's so, not, there's so many. There's yeah. so no, no, many. No, no. That's um, why I know it's a hard question. So but I'm like, oh, no. Um, um, just a starter pack, you know, for people. Oh, well, uh, so <laughs> so Kate, I would say, well, Katie Ellen, um, which is Anika from Trump's new band. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Soul Glow, our amazing, awesome hardcore band. Um, and um, Open City. Um, which is uh, Rachel, who used to play in Warriors, but also um, like Bridge and Tunnel and a million bands. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, folks from Paint of Black. Um, and uh, I don't know, there are a million. I mean, <laughs> it's like, what? It's like Kaitana, like, of yeah, course. Yeah, you know, course. like. Um, That's a good start, though. Yeah. 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 No, there, I mean, there there are just so many that I think my brain is overloading. And now like kids in Philly are going to be like, what the, <laughs> how did you not mention whoever? But I, yeah, it's a hard question. Dark thoughts. We're taking the blame for it. Yeah, we're, we're based in New York yeah. and we'll be willfully ignorant to this by accident. So. Yeah. yeah. No, there, there are tons. And like, um, uh, I will, I will think of many, many cool. more. Great. Um, I wanted to ask about your art overall because i know you're also an would you describe yourself as an illustrator and oh, like artist and illustrator artist yeah and illustrator. i don't know i make things <laughs> yeah um and that's great like it's so yes. cool to me and i'm just curious what how you're able to like balance out music and art and maybe like what different locations do for you as an artist yeah um i mean i I try to balance things. Um, I think I've just gotten like really adamant about like not um, like sacrificing things. Just like I really enjoy writing music and playing in a band and also drawing all the time and making things for other people. Um, like if that's in like an, an illustration kind of way um, and. I just it's I just want to do all the things and um, I um, you know even over the past couple of years I've just tried really hard to be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna make time for all of these things in yeah. um, as like strategically productive way as I can you know um, like I don't I don't have a lot of time to just sit around and doodle like it just doesn't <laughs> happen um, but but I try to make the most of like our time on the road and like when I'm home making really specific time for myself like I just started renting a studio space and um, like that's been a big ga game changer for me um, so so yeah I mean it's just um, like everything uh like has its own kind of place or like I get a different level of enjoyment out of yeah. all of it. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, I just, I want, I want to like make things that I want to see in the world. So I just mm. try to do that. And yeah. Sometimes like I've been drawing a lot of plants. I don't know. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. like I drop, drop um, like portraits and things yeah. or like people in their, in their homes. So mm -hmm. I, don't know. I um, so I had pre-ordered your new album cool uh oh yeah uh -huh. mostly because i mean i'm a sucker for colored vinyl <laughs> cool. uh 
But because I can't remember how many it was, but I knew that if I did the pre-order, I was going to get a zine with mm-hmm. it. And that was like the coolest thing that I've gotten with a record. Oh, cool. Like, Thank you. Because like I'm a sucker for colored vinyl, but like to have something that was clearly so thoughtfully put together and I don't know, it's, I don't know how to describe the feeling of just like having that with music and it just like added so much. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. no, I, that was a really, um, it was a really great thing to be able to, to do that, like to, um, uh, to be able to work on something and have it, have it come out with the record and, um, kind of like as, I mean, it was technically just like an extra, but it, I mean, it is its own thing. It's, and it's something that I like really want to reprint. Cause I feel weird about the fact that like, you own, the only people who have it are the people who pre-ordered the record, which mm-hmm. is like a very specific set of people. And then like, I think I had 50 copies that we sold at shows, but again, like only sold them at shows. So yeah. it wasn't like no one else. I mean, some of our friends have them, but like, that's it. So, um, I want, I, I really want to reprint that. And, but, but it's, um, it was really nice to be able to, to combine those two that I don't get to do that very often. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm glad really you liked cool. it though. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Pat and I lived together, if you didn't know that. Cool. And I can vouch for he was very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I cool. feel like on multiple times, like, did I tell you that I got this with the record? And I was like, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you talked about it. It's very cool. cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. I'm also like, I'm very much, I go to a show and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get anything. And then I come <laughs> home and I'm like, I got two shirts, a poster, <laughs> a yeah. pen. Yep. Uh, so part of, part of it was, Guess what? I didn't buy a new shirt because I don't have room for those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, cool. Yeah, no, it, it was it was very cool. And yeah, it's 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 got to be so nice to be able to bring those things together uh, every once in a while, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that rules. <laughs> and it's probably more of the like going back to what you were saying right before that. I would guess that more of the kind of thing you want to see in the world, right? Like, yeah. wouldn't it be nice to get? Uh, a couple different mediums in one package when you're looking to buy something from an artist you really appreciate, that kind of thing. Yeah, or I mean, especially like when the nature of like listening to music is changing so much. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like, um, you know, I hope we always put out vinyl, but um, at the same time, like putting out like a 12 by 12 art print as your as the physical thing that you buy with that like somehow comes with music Mm -hmm. like um just the like the visual culture that goes along with music is Mm -hmm. something that people don't necessarily talk about all the time and um you know the aesthetics that you associate with a band or like the imagery that you associate with band or like even if it's like a weird piece of merch that they have that's like very specific to them it's like it's all part of like what you're trying to create and what you're trying to put out there and um you know i'm the, the zine that came with the record wasn't just lyrics and some photos and stuff. Like it, it was a lot of my artwork and um, some other writing and text stuff. And, um, you know, uh, like there, there was one drawing that was like a, um, kind of an abstraction of a photo from a, like a gay liberation parade um, and that the woman holding a sign saying, I'm, I'm your worst fear, I'm your best fantasy. And it's like, that's just the kind of thing that I nerd out about, like that I find really fascinating. And I love that sort of imagery or I love that sort of um, uh, interaction with history. And um, it's like, that, yeah, it's like, those are the kind of things that I want to see in the world. Like that's the kind of thing where like, if I got out with a record and I wasn't prepared for it and I saw that, I would adore it. And so I put it in a zine, you know? Yeah. And so like, yeah, it's like, I, I um, I think about that a lot that I'm like, I just, I want to make things that like, if I got this, I would be so stoked or like that I would be, um, uh, interested in it. So I think that's a, a great thing for us to all think about as we put stuff out there into the world. Cool. Yeah. 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 Lauren, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. Yeah. Where can people, uh, find out what you're doing? Um, we are on the internet. It's warriorsmusic.com and most of our, like social media things are all just like warriors music or like it's warriors.bandcamp.com. And, um, uh, and yeah, we're, um, 
I'm playing a bunch of shows um, solo. We're going to Europe with Tiger's Jaw and Slaughter Beach Dog. And then um, we're doing a big U.S. tour with um, The Wonder Years, yeah. um, along with Tiger's Jaw and Tiny Moving Parts. And that's for most of May and June. So, um, yeah, if you didn't know we were on that tour, we are on that tour. <laughs> Please come hang out. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, well, thanks to everybody out there who's been listening to this episode. It's been really fun. Um, if you like it, do the podcast stuff. Give us a rating, five stars. Tell a friend is probably even better. Yeah. Right? Pat's a big word of mouth advocate. Yeah. Tell a friend. Tell somebody you met on the street. Tell somebody that likes Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or Warriors. Or Warriors. <laughs> like, probably the more helpful one. <laughs> probably, probably the more helpful one. But um, Paramore, if you're listening, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It, it's always good. Uh, we you have multiple touchstones of what people yeah. might be a fan of. Cool. But yeah, so yeah, thank you guys all for listening. Lauren, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. So nice to have you. Everybody out there, until next time. Hit repeat. Thanks for no, no, hanging. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll um, I'll play um, another one, which is um, an older song that I um, I kind of play a different version of live than it than it sounds on the record. So this is chasing. <laughs> Still stay.
hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.